Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment. That can be from films to television shows to music and also video games. Uh, this week is episode 13 and we are getting in back into television and I'm really excited to talk about today. I'm always excited to talk about the stuff I have to talk about, but I'm really excited to talk about the show that I'm going to be talking about because it is my favorite comedy series of all time. Um, I don't know. I've gotten on this kick of like just going into the uh, favorite of all time uh, of video games. And I talked about Mass Effect and Friday Night Lights I talked about before. And um, today's going to be my favorite comedy. And um, I also talked about my favorite. Well, I haven't talked about my favorite film, actually. So that's going to be soon. But for today, it's going to be television, and the show we're talking about is Arrested Development. Yay! I'm really excited. I love Arrested Development. It is hilarious. It is so funny. Um, let's just get into it. Let's just dive in. Okay, so uh, Discovery. That's what we always like to start with on here. So um, for my discovery of Arrested Development, I discovered this show... In 2004, and the reason I know it was 2004, it was probably like, let me think, it would have been right before or like right when the second season would have aired. And the reason I know this is because initially the show ran in 2003 to 2005 on Fox, sadly got canceled. Um, and then it got picked up actually by Netflix um, in 2013. Then it finally had a fourth season also on Netflix again in 2018. So it's kind of been a roller coaster ride for this series. Uh, and, you know, along the way, it's definitely been consistent. So when I discovered this show, was like I said, 2004, um, I had always heard about this show actually and different. Um, like articles and columns about entertainment and shows and stuff like Entertainment Weekly. And I remember just like kind of skimming articles about this show and how it was kind of like innovative and different and new and clever. And I didn't really know anything about this show. I didn't know anything about what it was actually about. And then I remember uh, when we used to have Blockbuster and we used to have Hollywood Video and all those video rental places and things like that. We had just kind of gotten into this realm of month-to-month -month payments where you could rent so many like DVDs or whatever. Um, you could rent like certain amounts like per week for certain rental stores. So like for example, Hollywood Video, um, I'm going very back in time trying to jog my memory with this, but basically it was like a monthly fee of like, I don't know, $9.99. And then you would rent, um, I think you could rent like, so you could just rent so many DVDs like per week or maybe it was even per day. I don't even remember. Um, and so it was a good deal because, you know, you have a lot of films and there's a lot of films to check out and you can get through a lot of, uh, you know, TV shows and films that way. And this was all kind of like before Netflix kind of came out of nowhere with streaming and all of that. So this is kind of the prehistoric version of that, if you will, where you had to like physically go to the store and, um, you know, check this stuff out. 
So I remember being at Hollywood Video and I see in the television section this cover. It's like white and orangey font and there's this like group of people on the cover and I'm like, oh, it's that show Arrested Development. Like I've heard about that. And I don't, I didn't know anything about the show. I didn't know who was on it. I, I didn't know anything about the story and I had some extra rentals and I said, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to go ahead and rent this. I'll rent the first disc, you know, whatever. Like what's the big deal? So I come home and pop it in and each episode is basically like 22 ish minutes, 23 minutes, sometimes 23 minutes sometimes. And so I play the DVD and uh, right away, like within, I'd say the first like five minutes, I'm like, this show is totally different. This is different. I like it already. It's something like new. It wasn't like your, you know, your typical laugh track comedy. And, and there was a lot, there was other, there have been rather other single camera ish type of filming style of comedies. But Arrested Development, I think, is the one that does it the best. As I'm watching, I'm just completely blown away. And I essentially, I just, I, I don't usually like to binge watch, but I essentially binge watched the uh, first disc. And I went same day down the street to Hollywood Video to get the second and third disc. I was like, I have to see all of this show like now. I was like, I need this to watch all of this. It is hilarious. And from then on, I just would show it to whoever I could. So like whenever I've talked to people about, have you seen Arrested Development? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to watch it um, because this is like a must. Like there, there are not many shows that I feel like are, you know, people absolutely have to watch. You know, everyone has their own tastes and things and that's fine. Arrested Development is without a doubt a show that like I demand everyone watch. Like I, I feel like and until you get through the series and like you like it, which I have, I can tell you, I have never lent the DVDs I have, or I've never uh, suggested uh, the show to anyone and then come back and say, nah, I didn't really like it that much. Everyone I have ever showed it to and my family and my friends, um, just everyone loves the show. So, so far success rate is a hundred percent. Um, it's literally that good. Um, and I, just any chance I have to sort of request it to some people or whoever, I take that chance because it's literally worth seeing. I think it had set the, the bar for comedy, especially in the early 2000s, um, so high. I don't think any comedy has even come close to achieving the level of solid comedic writing that Rest Development has. Some, some have been good. I mean, there have been good comedies throughout the year since then. But Arrested Development is, I find, the one that I come back to the most for various reasons. So the cast of Arrested Development is very large. Um, just running down the list here, because um, they all are amazing, so they are worth all mentioning. Um, so it stars Jason Bateman as the lead, Will Arnett, Portia de Rossi, Tony Hale, Alia Shakat, 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 sorry, uh, Michael Sarah, David Cross, Jeffrey Tambor, and Jessica Walter, the late Jessica Walter, who's wonderful on the show. Just to give you some backstory about what the show is about, so you kind of know a little bit about it if you don't already know, um, that way you can kind of get the gist of what, you know, the storyline is. It's essentially a riches to rags story. So we've seen kind of the story of, you know, rags to riches, where people go from nothing to having everything and, and navigating that. This takes an opposite approach. So this is about a family, the Bluth family, 
um, who are extremely dysfunctional. I mean, if anyone was like, what is a dysfunctional family? What does that mean? What does that look like? I would literally have them watch the show because this is the sort of extreme comedic version of dysfunction and dysfunctional families. So this family is, they have all a, a take apart and their company, the Bluth Company, which is essentially a housing development company in California. And over what you find out essentially is the father, um, the, the patriarch of the family, he has gotten into some financial trouble and he's been accused of certain things and like um, ranging from all just sorts of different types of crimes that get more extreme as the show goes on. We don't really know if he's very easy, if he's actually guilty of these things or like embezzlement and stuff like that, or if, or if it's just, you know, he's accused and, you know, he's he's been framed or whatever. So because of that, he is forced to go to jail. And Michael, who's played by Jason Bateman, Michael, um, the, the main character of the story, has to kind of take over the lead of the company. And, you know, he simultaneously has to also bring the family together during this time because the family has to now deal with, uh, you know, they're so used to having everything, having it all, not wanting for anything. And now they have to sort of consolidate and um, minimize their lifestyle and downsize everything. And so from there on, each episode is just kind of about this family having to deal with all sorts of versions of that. So, for instance, Michael and his son, George Michael is his, his the character's name, they are in there they when this all happened with the father um they were in the middle of starting up this completely new housing development like they had a model home built but they hadn't really finished anything else um in terms of the neighborhood so essentially michael and his son they decide in order to sort of save money and because they don't really have any uh, much anymore they've decided to live in the model home and eventually throughout the show i mean some of the other family members come and go in the home and, and live with them sometimes or visit at least. So a lot of the action takes place in this model home, uh, which is a lot of the jokes come from that. The house is, is always, you know, something's always falling apart in the house. And um, they always have these exterior shots of just this house sitting alone in this sort of like deserty California area um, <laughs> without any other development going on. And so the, you know, the, the title Arrested Development is kind of a play on, you know, the idea of, of course, the housing development stopping and stalling because they can't move forward with it right now, but also the inability to progress because of dysfunction. So there's a lot of, like, clever play on words uh, regarding things like that on the show. So that is basically the show's backstory, and I'm so like if you've seen the show, you probably know I am so simplifying it like so much because it goes in like literally insane directions that I I mean to even try to describe some of the episodes. I mean, there's some straightforward ones, and then others are so out of whack, but like hilarious nonetheless. And I wouldn't be doing it the best service to explain it without you sequentially watching it in order to understand you know why things are funny and stuff but however some standout components of the show arrest development um first of all the way the story is told the story is very straightforward in, in terms of okay the plot and everything and and the dealings of the characters and what they have to go through but the way the story is explained to the audience is so creative that it's just 
I, I just I don't see anything like that often. And if I do, it's something that has it's a show or something that has come out come out after Arrested Development. I mean, it really set in in like the idea of ways we can really get stories across to audiences. So what I mean by that, just to I guess elaborate a little bit, is a lot of the time each episode is like your standard, you know, comedy show where okay, this is basically what the episode's going to be about. Um, this character's trying to do this, and these little um, you know, minor characters are also simultaneously doing this thing over here. And so we, you know, have some moments and you know, with each in scenes with each character as you know the episodes progress sequentially. However, the way the story is told is there's a lot of things often going on in the background. So this show requires, I think, multiple viewings to really enhance the understanding of why certain things are funny particularly once they get into the second season um, they start kind of venturing out in this territory of very subtle reveals of things so there'll be this episode that you're watching and it's funny and everything's great whatever but there's like minor things like on the wall behind a character or there's like a, a certain type of song playing very lightly that indicates something is going to happen later on or it references something that happened like five or six episodes ago and the show in that way is very self-aware it is probably the most self-aware um show that i can think of it's almost like the writers were continuously watching their own show again and again and again to to kind of come back to certain plot points or to come back to certain jokes and reiterate them in a new way or just keep repeating them for various reasons um, certain characters have various sayings, you know, as comedy comedy shows often have, like certain taglines and stuff. Um, and this show does that in a way that's just a little bit more clever, or, or not even a little bit, a lot more clever. And it deserves, you know, respect for that. I think like it really deserves. I mean, because you know, so often we. We'll, we'll have shows, I think, in, in our entertainment, in our world of entertainment where, you know, they're good and then they can fall off the deep end. But this is a show, I think, that as it goes on, it gets the more ridiculous it gets, the smarter it also gets, the more insane, like the story and the characters become and the directions that they go. It, the, the jokes get stronger because of certain things that have already happened. So I know I'm kind of talking in like code and it's really vague and things, but um, every character really gets the attention that they deserve. And it's, it's a, it's a really strong, I think, love letter to characterization, which is again, what I'm going to get into the next component of standout components is standout is the cast of characters. The, the, uh, main character, Michael, his, he has this family, right? His mother, um, the father, he has, uh, an older brother. He's in the middle. And then his younger brother, Buster, um, he has a sister who's his twin and his son and his son's and his sister's daughter who's the cousin of his son and of course the brother-in-law Tobias and they all play such an important part in moving the show forward the episodes particularly and you never feel like they're just dwelling on one character in particular all the time and and with such a large cast I mean you would think I mean you think of like large cast shows in the past that we've had. I mean, this isn't the first to do it. There's usually like your primary, you know, main two or three characters that typically the, the episodes center around this show. Arrested development is quite different than that. 
in that certain episodes actually focus a lot, a lot of the time, solely on one particular character, and other characters often become the background that may have been in the foreground before. And so that is very common to see on Arrested Development. And they're all distinctly different. That's the other thing. Like, not one of them has a similar personality to another. I, I can imagine, like, when you read this a script of the show Arrested Development, you could probably just read a line of dialogue and know, okay, so-and-so totally said that. Because they all just have... It's not even just the way the actors perform the characters or, or inhabit them. It's just the way that the dialogue is written to really accommodate that particular character. And the writers, I think, are so good on this show of knowing what character needs to say what line and why um, because it might impact this other thing later and make it funnier because this character is doing that. Like, it's such an entangled web of just cleverness that this show has. It is just, like, unlike anything else. And, I mean, I'm going to be talking about, of course, a lot of other comedies that are great, that I love, that I know I love for, for, for all sorts of different reasons. Uh, but Arrested Development is the one that I just, I've said before, I continue to come back to this one years later. I mean, this show is almost, which is crazy, it's almost 20 years old. Almost. It's right up there. And it still stands the test of time. It's still just unapologetically funny. It, it, it makes fun of everything, everything you could possibly imagine, things that you could never imagine. Um, it just it makes fun of it in a respectful, clever way um, that never that never feels like it never feels um, obligatory or forced or anything. It just goes in a direction where you could not ever predict like where it's gonna go you just you couldn't because of how ridiculous and crazy it gets and a part of that is because of the characters the characters just inhabit this world um and have their distinct qualities that the actors that play them are so good at you know portraying that they all just have very memorable things it's like for example i would say when i've talked to people that have seen the show and are of course fans of the show most people just have favorites of the show. It's never like, I never have met anyone that they're like, oh, I don't like that character. Like I'm talking about of the principal cast of characters. I've never met anyone that's like, you know, I don't like that character. I'm just sorry. I'm thinking of a line from the show where the mom, she's talking and she's like, I don't care for Job. <laughs> she's talking about her son, Job. Um, but she's the only one that I can think of. Uh, she's on the show, so it doesn't count. But, um, <laughs> but seriously, like I just, I cannot think of one person I've talked to that just really goes, I don't care for this or that character. It's more like, oh, I like this character the most. And I really like that other character, but I love this character. And that's kind of how I do as well with this show. I mean, I, I really love all of the characters, but I think some of the funniest episodes are centered around certain characters that are just like my favorites because that episode is so good. Another standout component for why I know I love this show, Arrested Development, is one that's kind of interesting is the the minimalist approach that it has. Um, there have been shows that have done, you know, the single camera approach. And sometimes, especially nowadays, when I see there's like a show that's trying to do like the single camera thing. I mean, some of them are good. I'm not, I'm not going to knock it like, oh, here's another single camera type of show. Um... But I feel the reason why sometimes it's a little like uh, like a little nerve wracking is because sometimes I feel like certain shows, they try to be like what Arrested Development already has done. And 
it takes to me away from like a show trying to do its own thing. Like they're trying so hard to achieve what like Arrested Development has done. And, and it's not to say that there's not shows that have done it well. Um, but it be, I've, I mean, I've even seen shows sometimes that I'm not going to name any, but I, I have seen some shows that are, are good, but I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, they totally did this. And this joke is in Arrested Development. Like they already did this. Like, and this is not even, this has nothing to do with the show. There's no connection at all. It's not even on the same network half the time. Um, and I think that's kind of weird. And I think, I mean, of course it's, I should be flattering for like a show like Arrested Development to get such a reference, but they're not really giving it a reference. And then I feel like the people that haven't seen Arrested Development are now going to think, oh, this is from this show when it's actually not. So that has happened before. Um, but going back to the minimalist approach. So the single camera thing, um, this Arrested Development, I think, takes it to like another level because they really it's not just like we're filming on single cameras that some of the time they actually use it as part of the joke. There's like a lot of zoom in, zoom out moments where we like are focusing on one thing to sort of emphasize a joke to make it funnier. Sometimes, especially they like to on this show, a lot of the time they like to sort of focus on a conversation and then zoom out to where there's a character that's actually there that we didn't realize was. And so them being there makes it funny because they're like kind of talking crap about them and they're like right in front of your face. Um, it does a lot of that type of thing. And I think it, it just has a more creative quality with, with that approach. It, it really isn't just, I mean, could the show work without single camera? I mean, I, probably because the writing is so good. But the single camera thing I think is actually necessary to make the jokes, the jokes land as, as hard and, and as well as they do on this show. Going again into the minimalist approach, in, a different, in, in addition rather to the um, camera style of the show, the set design of the show is very minimalist. I mean, most of the show takes place either in the model home. So the fact that it's falling apart is just something I think that is kind of funny because it, it's already, I mean, it already is a set, you know, that they're filming on, but that it's also simultaneously falling apart, I think makes it funnier in that way because it's, you know, a model home for the show. So that is, a, I think that's just an interesting take. And the other parts of the show, I mean, some of it's outside. Sometimes they film sort of, sort of the beach California areas, very minimalist. Um, and then like an office setting, like the Bluth Company's office. So most of the show takes place in like those kinds of locations. And it's just, they don't really need to get fancy with it because the show is so often speaking for itself. It's so often delivering a funny moment one right after the other or some some chunk of clever extremely funny dialogue it doesn't really need any more than that and i think sometimes some comedies feel like they kind of have to go above and beyond with like location um i, I feel like there's some that i can think of that tend to do that because maybe the storyline isn't interesting enough so they have to like put it somewhere that's kind of interesting to you know make it a little stronger this show could literally take place in like these kinds of locations that i'm talking about and still be like funnier than anything i've ever seen than anything that i've ever watched before so just to recap um overall what makes the rest of development great it um i think just the consistency. Mitchell Horowitz is the creator of the show. Ron Howard actually narrates the show, and Ron Howard 
Um, he, from my understanding, he initially had an idea for like sort of this style of show, and then Mitchell Hortz kind of is the one that came up with sort of the the storyline of the um, you know riches to rags concept and dysfunctional family, and, and just kind of developed it from there. But the consistency it has through the seasons. Um, is something that is is very difficult, I think, for a comedy to do. Um, and it, I think it's a show that, like, I think the cast itself, they love the show so much that they I think at any time, you know, they could just pick up and just do a season whenever they all can get together and feel like it and um, and completely inhabit these characters because they're, they're so well written that, you know, they can really just dive back, back into it. And I also feel like, this show, unlike any show really that I can think of, not just comedy, but also like any show genre, um, I think multiple viewings enhance the experience of this show more than any show because there's times where like I'll be watching and I mean, I've seen the show like a million times. And I know like this particular episode I'm watching, okay. And then like something I notice in the background um, happens and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that before, how that person's doing that. And it the thoughts and the th- sort of the thought process I think that goes into so much of the surroundings of a scene in this show. I mean, the thoughts that have gone into this and the ideas are so smart. It's so clever that I just I don't know that we'll ever get a show like this again. I hope we do, or maybe they just continue making this show. But um, I think it just it does it so well that i mean there are it's almost impossible to know every little thing and every little joke going on and so whenever you watch it again you all i always find myself i've never rewatched this entire series and not notice something i didn't notice before and that's after like many many viewings of the show and and i've i've talked to other people and they've had similar experiences where they're like oh my gosh like i totally didn't notice this on this episode before and i've seen it like a million times and and it just has that just ability to be so intelligent. And it's not like snob comedy. It's not like when I say intelligent, that's not what I mean at all. Um, it's very slapstick. It's very it's very just dry, humored, slap, like with sort of some slapstick moments. But a lot of the jokes come from dialogue, um, play on words. They like to do a lot of jokes on that. And some characters, you know, get thrown into those, like the more dialogue heavy stuff or the more slapstick heavy stuff more than others because that creates the balance. It really lends itself, I think, to multiple viewings because there's so much going on. I mean, and as the, as the, I feel like as the series goes on, it just gets more and more of that. Like, especially season three. I mean, there's like so much thrown into season three that you're like, like you're just trying to like articulate in your brain okay, this happened, this hap- This was funny because of this, but this was also hilarious because of that. I mean, there's so much going on. And I mean, you. it's just like, it's the, It's like revisiting an old friend um, every time you watch it. I mean, I know that's like kind of cliche, but um, it really is like that. I mean, it really does just, it never ages. It just continues to be hilarious and funny and ridiculous and as as crazy as it is it just continues to be all those things lastly i feel like the type of humor arrested development is is so good um it has this like i'm gonna call it innovative cleverness (laughs) where it's clever and it's smart but it's innovative it does things with words that i mean i'm kind of like a words person like i mean word choice is like really important to me just in conversation and things so to see a show really um, dive into that idea and just 
use words in dialogue between characters in a way that is so just innovative. It, it just, there's so many jokes thrown into so many conversations that, I mean, you don't, you just can't get it right away the first time. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to read into it more and more um, as you continue to watch. Um, and I think it has this almost infectious style of jokes and humor that, that it grows upon each viewing. Um, and so what I mean is like, where something was funny, and, and maybe you laughed the first time at a particular scene in a particular episode, when you rewatch it and you're watching episodes leading up to that moment, it makes it funnier. And then after you're you're done with that episode and you continue to watch episodes that follow after, you still you find yourself thinking back to that moment that one thing was particularly funny, and it just grows and grows and becomes more infectiously funny because of things that happened before or later on. And it's just this crazy, like I said, this crazy entangled web of just infectious humor that I just, I don't know that we'll ever see in another show again. So I kind of just, I guess I'm going to have to depend on Arrest Development, continue to make seasons um, because they're the only one that do it the way that I think is the best way in terms of presenting, you know, comedic humor, humorous uh, scenes on a, on a television show. So it's it's really a great show. It is my favorite comedy. Um, there's a lot of comedies I people talk about, and some of those comedies I'm going to talk about on this podcast. I will, um, but Arrest Development is the one that just I hold the highest standard um, because it is the best. So that is going to wrap up our episode for television of this month of November. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and until next week, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.